How many of you here would say you are stubborn? <laughs> Let me ask that again. So think about it. Feel it. How many of you here know that you're stubborn or have heard that from someone? Okay. Do you know to be on this journey of your inner self, to navigate this landscape on the inside, stubbornness is key quality? You will see that in this internal journey. Anything that is criticized on the outside as a quality is actually treasured on the inside as a virtue. If you were told as a child or as growing up, you are so stubborn. Once you seem to set your mind on something, you don't want to change it. You heard that? I got it. I heard that growing up all my life. And I didn't know how to use it in the outer world. It made me feel stuck on the outside world. But it became a gold mine of treasure in my internal journey. Something that I observe with almost everybody who walks into the studio, you can't walk into the studio unless you are being called to, to that inner journey. Something on the inside, you are ready and wanting to navigate the inner landscape. You figured this one out pretty much, yes? The outer takes about 35 years. <laughs> That's just how it's set up. It takes about 35 years to figure out the mechanics of the outer world. And in the meantime of these 35 years, you're also trying to figure out yourself in relationship to everything and everyone on the outside, right? Isn't that how you define yourself in relationship to something that you do or a role that you play on the outside? Yes? But around 35, something starts calling on the internal, there's an internal journey. We need to go and navigate that. Something calls you. If, you, if stubbornness is part of your personality, it permeates all layers of your personality, which means not only your real self is stubborn, but your egoic self will also become stubborn. Have you noticed that? Yes. <laughs> and that is one thing that needs to be surrendered. The, the stubbornness that the ego, ego has hijacked as a quality for itself and said, that's mine. I am stubborn too, just like the real self. That is the only thing that stands between you mastering your inner world. Are you with me? And this is something it has been coming more and more into my consciousness lately. We've had a couple of people who've come to the studio and they are, they love this stuff. It's calling them, it's working for them. And then they will find a ridiculous excuse, really ridiculous one, 
to bargain with themselves on why not to do this. And for some of them, the egoic stubbornness wins just for the time being. Just for the time being. And this is a game that you will observe yourself play. Especially shows up when teacher training comes up. <laughs> like, I'm getting called to it. And then, ooh, all those reasons and stubbornness of the egoic self gives you reasons, really ridiculous reasons. I was right there. I know that. I know that voice. I know that stubbornness. So when I talk about surrender, you cannot win through your egoic stubbornness with opposition. You try to go in opposition to your egoic stubbornness, it will push you back. Yogis were really, really smart about this. They said the only way to deal with your ego is to make it feel that there is no opposition to it. You have to be really smart when you're working with your ego. Yogi Bhajan would call Kundalini Yoga as giving you the triangular path. So one is, here's the proposition, here's the opposition. He says, anytime you do this with anything in your life, even with your dreams, goals, desires, you go head on towards it, you will get hit by that egoic stubbornness, which does not want to grow. Something in you wants to grow, but the ego does not want to grow. Why? Fear. Unfamiliar. It's not safe. It's not safe. It's not safe for who? The for ego. The Why is it not safe for the ego? <coughs> yes, but it knows if you grow on the inside, you will have no need for it. Is this making sense? And then the next question comes, how do you deal with this? Surrender is the word that these yogis coined and said so you have to just surrender, just dissolve your opposition to it and let it feel that you are actually not there. Now it doesn't push back at all and it calms down. The moment it calms down, you can progress. Your egoic stubbornness is stuck at a certain age in your life. It could be two, it could be five, when it's first started to identify itself. Did you know that? Babies have no ego. Have you seen that? Newborns up until the first year, no problem. There is just no ego. That's why you love hanging around them. What happens after around the age of two? An identity starts to build, yes? So all of you are retaining inside of yourself a particular age 
of no. I don't want to. So one side of you calls you to grow, the other side of saying, no, you're not going to. And then if you insist, it starts to bargain with you. Okay, I'll give you this much, but no more than that. There, go to a class, be happy. That's it, you are awakening, good job. <laughs> so that's your head talking to you, that's is that what you're doing with your head talking to you, kind of like? The head is an instrument for both your real self and your egoic self. It really has no concept of its own. But your egoic self is a false self that encapsules your real self. You need your ego to work in the outer world. You can't function without your ego. Somebody once asked a Buddhist monk, Sir, huh? How much ego should I have? What is a good dose of ego? And the Buddhist monk said, just enough that would allow you to cross the street without getting hit by a car. Because if you had no ego, you could not separate yourself between the car and your own body. Do you understand what its job is? It gives you a sense of separation from those around you, from things around you. The reason that you see me as separate than you, you the reason you see this remote separate than you, the fan separate than you, this room separate than you, the reason you can perceive the separateness is because of the ego. It's necessary. So we're not talking about killing the ego. It is naturally non-existent in the first year. And you will see if it's non-existence, everything else in nature comes and takes care of you, yes? Yes? yes. Otherwise you would not be here. And then naturally around the age of two, you're meant to develop this false self to understand the workings of the outer world. And then around the age of 35, you're meant to Surrender it because now you've figured out the external world and you can survive in it and just have just the right amount of dosage of the ego just to let you survive. No more. But if it is running your system, then it is always going to prevent the real self from growing. <laughs> So There's, each person has their own level. Each person has their own level. And that's what refinement means. When you see a person who's refined, when we talk about spirituality, what does that mean? I'm growing spiritually. What does that mean? You're lowering the level of one aspect of you and raising the level of the other. So it's taming the ego. It's taming the ego. But you don't tame it like a lion. It is like a lion. You can't tame it. You can almost put it to sleep the way you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. You can make put on an invisible cloak and say, I'm not here, so it doesn't have a target. It can't locate you, right? But if you come at it with a dagger, <laughs> what do you think is going to happen? Right. To kill you. you will be yummy dinner. Yeah. 
And how many times has that happened? Eventually you gave up. You're like, you win. This is what life is. Everybody's run by the ego, so why not me? That's fine. I'll just live like this. And yet, the inner calling is there to grow. Something is calling you. That bargaining is really amazing. Have you seen yourself bargain with your ego? With your real self? The ego bargain with the real self? Have you seen that? But isn't that, is that in your head, like you're bargaining? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. yeah, it's all happening in here. Okay, yeah. Where does the age 35 come from that this process starts? So, in the yogic uh, sciences, they discovered that we all work in cycles. Literally, our mind, our psyche, our consciousness works in cycles, including the cells of the body. So, they deciphered that the consciousness has a seven-year cycle. So every seven years, the consciousness knocks on the door and says, are you ready to, to navigate the inner world now? Of course not. You're not ready at seven. You're barely trying to explore on the outside. So he said, no. He says, okay. 14, it knocks again. Remember 14? Very confusing time. Now you've figured something out of the outer but then something's starting to call you on the inside. That's when the sex organs develop, right? That sex organs developing is the first taste of union. That wanting, that longing has started in you. Longing to belong to somebody, to something. That's why the sex organs are developing, yeah? So cycle of seven goes up, continues on around 35 when you have really gotten your career down, you figured out money, financial issues, you figured out survival, hopefully, by 35, you figured out survival. Yes? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no? It's okay. It's all good. Continue on. No problem. There are many cycles of seven. <laughs> but the problem is if you haven't figured survival out by the age of seven and the inner calling is getting stronger and stronger, it creates more opposition. It creates more of a tension. That is why you were given 15, 35 years to figure out survival. You haven't done that yet. <laughs> Get it done and over with and move on. It's not a big deal. You have all the limbs you need to survive, to figure out your survival. Except if that also has been hijacked by your ego, what does survival even mean to you? Kids in India are very happy swinging off a tire into a dirty pond. They've got survival down. So what does survival mean to you? But around the age of 35, it starts to knock louder. And between that cycle of seven and the next one is what people call midlife crisis. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> it feels like a crisis on the inside, but if the mind doesn't know what's really happening, you will try to fix it by changing things on the outside. Get divorced, get a new spouse, get a new car, change careers. You will try to change everything on the outside, but it will not... <coughs> stop the crisis you can numb it but then you become numb to life 
you've seen those people too, right? People who've just compromised, carried on, seen them at 70. Is there any vitality left in them? Is there anger and frustration? Is there resentment that pours out on other people? And that's okay. The universe has no problem. The universe says, you got forever. 84,000 human lifetimes. My God, that's a lot. By default, you'll figure it out. Some, some, some lifetime you'll figure it out. Some lifetime you will say, that's it. I'm going to step into it. Stubbornness. Now I'm going to use my stubbornness to freaking let all the opposition, everything that's opposing me, I'm going to push through that. So if that's happening to you, pay attention. Pay attention. Like I said, there is no problem anywhere. Whether you step into it or you don't, nothing has any problem with that. The universe isn't mad at you. It is just holding you in space, just holding you like this. It's okay, honey. Take your time. You ready yet? No? Okay. Seven more years. Take your time. No problem. Thirty-eight million something lifetimes is equal to one day in the life of God. So it's like, okay, no problem. Take your time. We got time. Time is endless. Because it's created from here. You perceive time as 100 years for your life, yes? 60 years, 70 years, how many ever years you have to live? That is why you feel the tension. That's why you feel the pressure. That's why you feel the stress of, what am I doing? What am I doing? What am I doing? Limited time, limited time. Let's get on it. But in the bigger picture, there is no time. It is very compassionate. There is no pressure on you. Continue on. But at some point in this journey, you will get up and say, that's it. That's it. I do not want to live like this anymore. And that's where you will need the stubbornness of your real self. It'll come in absolutely handy. I don't want to play this game with the ego anymore. I'll surrender. I surrendered. I'm not playing with you anymore. You win. And the moment it thinks it's won, it's happy. Now it's not chasing you anymore. And boom, you can get something else done. Right. For more inspirational offerings, visit us at sevenchakrayoga.com.